Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. It is the Working Fans Podcast. We are going to talk about WWE versus AEW versus NXT. Even though, AJ, I think two of those are actually the same thing, right? I think WWE and NXT are technically under the same umbrella. This is, I think, just spawned from when we were talking about how you actually kind of follow NXT and how you've really been interested uh, in that product. And sometimes people don't give it a chance. And you were talking about things you like. So why don't we just continue with that? Why don't we start off with that? Like, what are some things you're really enjoying in NXT right now? Well, I think people got turned off by NXT when it turned into 2.0, to be honest with you. <laughs> and at that point, when people went away, it's hard to come back to something unless it's an abusive X or something like that. In this situation, it's hard to come back. And quite frankly, NXT has done their best to distance themselves from that 2.0. They've done a really good job. They have some different flavor to it than it had. It's not exactly the NXT that we fell in love with, right? but it is more towards that wrestling side mixed with some good solid storylines so that's why that's brought me in there although aew has really picked it up over the last couple weeks and we'll talk about some of the stuff that i enjoyed from that this week yeah aew you know main roster wwe we'll get to all that so yeah let's go right into aew then because i think that's probably freshest in our mind we just watched dynamite some people compared this to a WWE segment, which I guess I can kind of see why. I think it's just wrestling. The opening segment, when you had the pillars in there, again, with Darby, MJF. I know MJF kind of came out a little later, but Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I mean, either it's good or it's not good. I enjoyed it. I There were some parts I could pick apart about it a little bit. Like, I heard somebody make a great point. They went a little, almost a little too inside baseball at different times, where Darby's talking about Sammy and how he's the one I would actually get along with the most. And, you know, and like it's just like Guevara and Jungle Jack Perry is talking about you're rude in the back. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> what was this in a storyline? Or this addressed? Some of this, when you overstep like that, you start to break down other people's characters. When you have somebody like Darby, who's as over with the children and over with people as much as he is, you don't want to come across and actually handcuff your company and now turn him heel without trying to. Yeah, I I definitely feel like that's something we could have been on the verge of doing here, you know? Well, they're also walking a fine line with Sammy Guevara because Sammy does come across as a dick, but everybody knows how hard he worked. Right. So if you keep talking about how hard this guy works, you're going to eventually turn him face. Same thing with Jungle Boy. Are we trying to turn him heel? Hey, look, he's just part of that California California clique. clique there where... His dad taking him to the shows that the Bucks and Kenny Omega were on is the reason why he actually made the friendships he did and got the breaks he did. And you want to be careful with that. I agree. Now, the funny thing is, is people compare that to WWE. I thought there was a segment later on in the show that was more ECW. What was that? Please go ahead. Let's go right to it. With the Britt Baker having him handcuffed to the road. Oh, sure. It was First Tommy of all, Dreamer worst handcuff job like- I've ever seen. They yeah. literally took the his wrist, 
the rope and put it inside the handcuff together instead of actually making it so that his wrist was in the handcuff and that the rope was in the other handcuff. So (laughs) he really couldn't move on the ropes at all. Mm -hmm. So it was a horrible handcuff job. However, it reminded me a lot of the ECW caning the woman in front of him. I didn't even know Chris Jericho had an alliance with these girls. That's great (laughs) to see that they're joining the JAS Society. It's very, very entertaining. Also, we talked about, I believe it was last week and the week before, about making your baby faces look weak yeah. where the fuck was jamie hater yeah jamie where was jamie hater where was any of them blue velvet willow nightingale where was any of them right and uh, i kept i actually thought this was going to be a setup a turn for roderick strong to come in and yeah, i too. wouldn't be surprised if this is a chance for roderick strong to come in sure however if you do it during that segment then you're not giving it time to actually grow as much right and I don't know if Roderick Strong's even a free agent, honestly, right now. He could still be under a contract. And I don't know what's going on with Kyle O'Reilly if he's still injured. But, you know, I got to think that, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of what-ifs here because nobody came to help them. No, not at all. Yeah, very interesting. Well, not only that, but here there's one more team that could have came down and helped. The How Bucks. about the guys that were in the segment right after that? Scissor me, daddy. This would have been a good chance to use those scissors to cut them off the ropes. And what about the Bucks who were there before? I know they got beaten up a little bit, but they did. They were standing tall at the end. Did they leave the building with Kenny Omega? Yeah, and <laughs> once again, they're all supposed to be friends, and right. nobody's there to save anyone. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny that the one guy who was the babyface, and we know it's probably a heel deep down, was Don Callis, was the one who left but got help. <laughs> got to catch that. Yeah, the <laughs> only person who made a save. And by <laughs> the way, I'm glad that he actually did what he was supposed to, right? which is go back and get more help, right? because Don Callis would not have helped. Yeah, no, Don did the right thing. It was actually funny, funny to watch that. They also did um, a great job of making Takesha a badass. Yeah. Now, I guess why we're interested in AEW, though, is I think – like anything, you know, it's just I like having good story talent. And I would say as opposed to main roster WWE, which we'll talk in about a minute and why we like that. What I like about AEW, it is more heavy on the wrestling side and you do get a nice break. And we do have like I know AJ and I aren't necessarily big lucha guys, but you don't just have that. You have an extreme like commander who's commander can like run the ropes like I've never seen anybody too before, too, you know, against Jay White. And then you have you know, brawls, and then you have technical matches. I really feel there's more of a heavy wrestling with AEW. However, I would like to bring up, because you said we're not big Lucha guys, earlier today you were telling me you're ready for that Luchasaurus main event run. So, yeah, I don't know why you're saying we're not big Lucha guys. I was waiting for Ian Anderson to turn on Wardlow, by the way. I don't know why. I, I don't trust Double A. Like, I'm like, where, where's that coming at? In fairness... Anytime Irons with anyone, we're waiting for Iron to turn on them. Yeah, absolutely. I always expect <laughs> Anderson to turn on him. Like, I, I, I do him. like the Christian Cage with Luchasaurus and making him more yeah. of that dark kind of brooding character instead of just that stupid whatever the hell he's supposed to be dinosaur coming mm-hmm. out here sticking his tongue out. Do you think there's a chance that he takes the belt off of Wardlow at some point? No. I think that's the program, but I don't think we're going in that direction where we take the belt off of Wardlow. I think we need to establish Wardlow and have him hold his title for a little bit here. Well, I was about to say that about Hobbs. Right. Do you think they took it off of Hobbs too quickly? Yes. <laughs> yes you're, you're establishing this guy as a monster, establishing all these things he's overcoming, and then you take the belt off him that quickly? I almost don't even see the point of having him with QT Marshall anymore. QT was there to help him retain that title now that qt is not doing that i don't see what 
purpose QT even really serves at this point for Hobbs. Yeah, and QT Marshall, let's face it, at the end of the day, other than being a Don Callis, although he is a level up from Don Callis, probably in wrestling ability at this point, it's one of those things where QT Marshall adds nothing to Will Hobbs. Hobbs actually, to me, is almost better on the mic than Marshall. And I hate to say that because Marshall cut that nice video for us here at the Working Fans Podcast. And I do love you, QT, Marshall, but I don't see what he adds to Will Hobbs. Yeah, I think he does good stuff trying to be a real heel and trying to get people to dislike him. But I just don't, at this point, I feel like Hobbs could be a babyface. And I thought we went completely out of that direction with this thing for QT to get him a championship. And it's like, okay, but now we didn't even keep the belt on him. Do you think they could have done better with the main event? Again, you know, it was the first time we had a surprise main event. I'm very surprised that we even had it, honestly. Like, I felt we were definitely leading to a four-way with this. And now Sammy (laughs) gets the win with the help of MJF. And it's like, Sammy, so what? Sammy took the bribe? (laughs) You know? And I don't think it's going to get down to Sammy and MJF where, you know, MJF's just going to like, it's not like Sammy's just going to lay down for him. So we got to have that match. I would imagine it'd be Darby or there has to be some kind of screw job where we end up with a four-way still. I didn't even like the way they did that match, to be honest with you. I thought that the screw job and the way that they did it was too predictable. Once Sammy actually hooked in with the ref, It was blatantly obvious what was coming. It really was not booked well, whoever put the match together. And unfortunately, the two of them ended up suffering for it. You should have had a match where maybe Sammy, and at some point, obviously, Sammy's going to put the swerve on MJF. Otherwise, this is pointless. But it it just was way too predictable. It's kind of funny. We like AEW, but I think there is some stuff we just didn't care for like we saw and i i was gonna say one other thing too before we talk about wwe a little bit i'm a little mixed on the segment we talked about earlier with adam cole and Britt in the sense that i it, it got over because it was in pittsburgh and that fans fans were chanting piece of shit and it had a lot of fire to it but man i just don't find i like adam cole and Britt as heels i don't find them that sympathetic for babyface characters at all like there's nothing when I look at them, where I believe, and I think part of it is really weird because Adam Cole, from all everybody's ever talked, was a really nice guy behind the scenes. But when he's playing a persona, he plays a really good heel. He doesn't play that good guy too well. To me. Well, he also looks swarmy. He looks yeah. like a scumbag. Right. Uh, nothing against him. Like I said, yeah. I've heard he's the nicest. Same thing with Britt Baker. Right. Both of them, I've heard, are the nicest people to steal MJF's line, the salt of the earth. But for whatever reason, both of them have that face you just want to hate. And other than Pittsburgh. Now, of course, it helps that they come out wearing Pittsburgh colors and carrying the terrible towels. Yeah. But anywhere right. else, I'm not sure it's getting that reaction, especially since Jericho gets a mixed reaction anyways. Getting the WWE main roster, and I would say this would have been a lot more difficult a year and a half ago. But right now, what would you say are the things that draw you to WWE? Well, Raw bounced back this week. We talked about this earlier this week. This was a bounce back episode. They found their sweet spot again. They had great chemistry once again between Riddle, Sammy, Kevin Owens. Really, the only part that dragged on Raw for me was the opening segment. And only because you had too many pieces. Mm -hmm. There were still moments in there for that long of a segment where I thought it was outstanding. It's just way too long of a segment. Yeah, I agree. 
agree. And you got Paul Heyman, who's one of the best talkers in the business. But for some reason, well, that's and not just Paul Heyman. The way right now, Rhea Ripley knows her character better than anybody on TV. I mean, obviously Roman Reigns and those guys—they're fantastic. Oh, sure. that's next level. But but Rhea Ripley is on fire with her character the way she followed solo solo is coming across as a killer how many women in the division could follow solo down the line and you're still like oh shit she wants to fight him i think what's interesting in wwe now we'll say is it's the best long-term storytelling i've seen in a while whether absolutely it's, whether it's even Roman. what they're doing with brock and i know it hasn't been that long what they're building for brock and cody yeah. Could go a long way. Absolutely. We, we don't even know. This. Is that match, was that announced for Puerto Rico? That is announced. That's going to be it. Okay, because I thought list. it was going to be for Puerto Rico, but we had doubts last week as to whether or not they were going to hold it off for SummerSlam. No, there's been rumors that Trish Stratus and Becky might get held off to SummerSlam. And there hasn't been any like announcement. Becky wasn't on Raw this week, so... But that was a great move, too. Mm -hmm. Once again, Trish came out and was able to get over her character and really show why she is one of the goats when it comes to the women's division. She's done something, and we've talked about this time and time again. Some of these veterans are coming back, and they're better on the stick now than they were when they did it 20 years ago. Herself, Goldberg, there was another one. Who are we talking about? Sting. Sting, yeah. yeah. And Sting was probably the best of the three on the stick 20 years ago. Yeah. However, the three of them have been absolutely outstanding on the mic since reju- rejuvenating themselves. Absolutely. Speaking of rejuvenating, everybody should be doing yoga. <laughs> Do yoga. <laughs> Speaking of things that will also rejuvenate you, we here at the Working Fans Podcast, we work a lot of hours. Dave works all the time. I'm working six days a week. We get tired, but you know what gets us going for you guys at home? We use Dubby's, Dubby's Energy. It will give you all of the energy that you need to keep going and crash through and just bring that high energy and it doesn't give you any of those shakes that we all hate. So guys, go out there, use fans working as your promo code, save yourself 10% off your order, and you can be fired up like the working fans. I said it better myself. One final thing tonight, SmackDown, Gunther taking on Xavier Woods. Even this was a small little bit of stuff right here last week. Woods gets the victory over LA Knight. And then walks by annoying Gunther. And then Gunther says, you have no respect. You're a goof. And Wood says, you know what? Why don't you beat that respect out of me and put that Intercontinental title on the line? You're making the Intercontinental title feel important. All right. Another thing, this has nothing to do. I want to throw this out there too. Nakamura came back last week. And I know sometimes we talk about schedules getting away. And how they introduced Nakamura was kind of interesting. Michael Cole was very simple. He said right before Nakamura came back, he said, coming up next, he said the former WWE NXT champion the former WWE Intercontinental Champion, former WWE Tag Team Champion. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you're putting over his accomplishments. Like, this is a great thing. Like, we should be doing this more. So here's another thing to watch out for, and I'm not predicting anything because I don't think he's actually cleared yet. I saw an interview with Big E where he said he's gotten his strength back and that is he feels absolutely amazing that it's just because of the type of injury that it was that he just hasn't gotten his clearance yet to actually yeah. come back. They have to make sure everything's rock solid. But sometimes they'll put that out there because they're setting up that comeback. So, oh, look, I'm not quite medically cleared yet, but remember who I am. Big E and Gunther. That would be something. I'd be very interested in that. All right, fans, we were a little all over the place today. We want to get some wrestling in, just talk about some of the things. Tell us what you like. What are you following? What are you interested in? 